Join me, if you would, please, in your Bible to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter number 4 tonight. We welcome those by way of live stream, and we hope that you enjoy the service this evening. In your Bible, 2 Corinthians, chapter number 4, please. And uh, you may not like the title. Uh, It is How to Keep Going When You Can't Go On. You say, that's an oxymoron. I don't even know what that is. That's when you make a statement or give an idea or an example that is contrary and seems conflictive. That almost seems like a ridiculous statement. How to keep going. When you can't go on. Has anybody here ever come just to the end of your rope and say, what's the use? Why even bother? Say, preacher, I know who you're preaching that to. Yeah, you. (laughs) How to... Keep going when you can't go on. Let me read for you. Hold your place there in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And by way of introduction to the book, I read for you just three verses out of chapter 1 of 2 Corinthians. And verse number 8, 9, and 10. Paul writes to the church, the second letter, possibly the third letter. The second one was not found. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia. Why is it when we see trouble in the Bible, it's not capital T like it is in our life? See, our troubles are always preceded by capital T because they're bigger when they're on us than they are anybody else. And we read through these verses of Scripture as if Paul don't know anything about trouble. He wants to know something about trouble. He needs to call me. I would not have you ignorant concerning the trouble which came to me in Asia that we were pressed out of measure. Does it seem like the walls are coming in? The troubles are just pressing and tugging and you feel strangled. Paul said we were pressed Out of measure. Above strength. Beyond my capacity. To physically and emotionally stand the troubles. In so much. That we despaired even of life. Read that verse slow. It gets serious doesn't it? 
Pick out where you would have quit in these verses. Pick out where you would have thrown in the towel. See, he don't mention the preacher preaching on tithing. That's where most of you get hung up and get mad and don't come back. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead. Who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver. In whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. He delivered in the past. He's constant delivering us in the future. And he will deliver us in the future. How to keep going when our going is broke. I read for you verse number 6 now of 2 Corinthians 4. Please follow along. For God... Who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not us. Do you know you are an earthen vessel? The emphasis should never be on the vessel. It should be on the treasure that is in the vessel. And the treasure is the Lord Jesus Christ and the person of the Holy Spirit. That we might realize deliverance is not of us, but of God. See, all of us just a bunch of crackpots. Earthen vessels that leak. Amen. Our fears sometimes overtake us. Our imagination runs wild. Our hatred, our insecurities take over sometimes, do they not? Well, I thought this would be better than it is. Verse 8, Paul says, We are troubled on every side. Yet, not distressed. We are perplexed. Have you ever been perplexed? But not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body, the dying 
of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Where between trouble on every side, perplexed, persecuted, squeezed beyond measure, where would you have given up? If they threaten your life for the cause of Christ, would you have chipped in the towel? Have you ever felt like you just can't go on? You know what's good about the Bible? God never calls superhumans, super, superhumans. I might preach Sunday morning on we're all just ordinary folk. God never calls superhuman, super talented, super wise, Kirby vacuum cleaner salesmen to be preachers. God does not call supermen those who are able to face every trial without any fluctuation at all. God just uses plain ordinary folk like us. Can I help you? Folks with troubles. Folks that are persecuted. Folks that sometimes get perplexed. When the doctor says to you, and you are a young person, it's malignant. That brings perplexity. If you're sane, that brings fear. Why does God allow that to happen? Why does bad things happen to good people? You know, there are times when we must go on when we just don't know how in the world we can go on. There's times that we have said, I can't take any more. Have you ever said that? If you're married, you have. If you have kids, you have. If you have a dog in the house, you have. I just don't think, preacher... I can go on. I get this one physical problem fixed and another one crops up. I take medicine to fix this, but it has a side effects and does that. I just, I think I'll just take all the medicine at once and see what happens. Okay, come on. You're not superhuman. Your halo's crooked. You need to shine it up a little bit. And what you need to realize, all of us have been there. 
And when we're there, we don't need anybody walking by kicking us. Uh, We've got enough judges without Joshua Baptist Church becoming the divine judge of all humanity. I've had it you say, why even try? I don't know what might be. It might be a job. It might be a marriage. It might be a divorce. It might be a person. It might be a place. It might be a plan. Makes no difference. All of us have been to where saying it's no use. The easiest thing in the world to do is to quit. The easiest thing to do, it takes no talent to quit. It takes no money to quit. It takes no education to quit. All it takes to quit is a quitter. And all of us have come to a place said, well, nobody cares. I'm the only one in this hole. And I don't even think God cares. I think I'll just throw in the towel. Paul warns us about one thing and it's about discouragement. Anybody ever been discouraged? Do you know that discouragement is lethal? It's not what you play with. It's not what you milly mouth around with. It's something that you don't work with. And it's something that only God can help you through. Discouragement is lethal because it's common to all of us. I'm waiting for Brother Craig, Brother Ben, keeping Brother Craig up at night. And Mandy kicking him out of bed and say, go change that brat's diaper. Get tired. Finally, you say, you brat, cry. Of course, Adam has never gone through any of that. I don't know why they sleep when they ought to be playing and they play when they ought to be sleeping. I have no idea. God just wired them little suckers wrong and parents have to rewire them. Mandy, she just cried all the time. She's the biggest whiny baby when she is about this big. I tell you, she just cried, cried. Ginger kicked me out of bed and so go wait on that brat. Finally, I decided that if she wasn't hungry and she wasn't wet, I wasn't going. And she cried and she cried. She turned white. She turned black. She turned red. She turned, 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 turned. And I just slept through it all. It wasn't long till we rewired Mandy. She started sleeping when she ought to be sleeping and eating when she ought to be eating. Because every time you you didn't go in there and just, oh, Shut up, Brett. Go to sleep. But discouragement is common. Listen to this. Not only is it common, it's continuous. You get rid of it today, it comes back tomorrow. 
You get victory over today, wham. It's right there next morning. It's lethal, folks. It don't ever quit. It don't ever let up. It don't ever let up. Discouragement is common. It's continuous. And it's contagious. Get in a crowd where somebody looks like this. Won't be long. Everybody be looking like that. Amen. You know, you, you need to be careful with discouragement now. And I want you to note something. If you would just make you a little note. The Apostle Paul was a stick it to it. He knew nothing about quitting. He knew nothing about throwing in the towel. If somebody didn't like him, that's fine. If somebody didn't embrace him, that's fine. If they ran him out of town, that was fine. He went to another town. If they stoned him to death at Lystria, he just took off to Philippi and kept right on preaching. We need some of what the Apostle Paul had. Because I believe there's times in his life that he just kept right on going when he didn't feel like he could go on. Jot this down, would you please? Jot this down. And you need to see this. When Paul is writing in the New Testament, Paul must have known something that you and I have not come to grips with. Jot this down. In 1 Corinthians 9 and 4, he wrote, there is a race to be run. In 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 4, there is a race to be won, to be run. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 10, there is a field to be sown. Doing, 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 not sitting, not feeling sorry for yourself, not laying down, not giving up. There is a race to run, Paul said. I'm going to run it. There is a field to be sown and I'm going to sow it. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20, an armor to be worn. I like that, don't you? If the devil's after me, I'm going to pull on the armor of God. If the devil's shooting his darts at me, I want protection from that slimy face booger. And I'm going to put on the armor of God. I'm going to continue to sow in the field. And I am going to run the race that God has set before me. Quitters don't get any accolades. Quitters never wins anything. Quitters, all they do is just sitting by the highway of this old world. Making everybody feel sorry for them and discouraging everybody they're around. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. A mark to press toward. By the way, you got your eye on the finish line or just today? Faith needs a target, a finish line. What do you have your faith in? That everything will be all right today? Well, it won't be all right today. The devil will see to your day is not all right today. And if the devil don't, he's got plenty of folks around you that will make sure your day is not going well. 
And lastly, he said in 2 Timothy 2, to endure hardness as a good soldier. See, now he knew all of that was before him. I mean, he just didn't get up and say, well, I wonder what's on the agenda today. He got up and put his track shoes on because there's a race to run. He got up and got the clothes of a sore because there's a field to sow. Is anybody here tonight? Is your job all you got? Your future's punching a clock and that's it? Paul was a keep going kind of guy. I want you to take your Bible now and I want to show you something. We're going to turn to Acts chapter 14 and look at one verse. We're going to turn to Acts 20. And then we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I'll give you time now. We're not trying to impress anybody. But I want to ask this question. What kept Paul going? I'm afraid somewhere between here and yonder, I would have might had some reservations about some things if I'd have been Paul. Now notice what he says. And you say, now preacher, you're preaching to me. No, no, listen. I'm preaching to me. And if you get anything out of it, you ought to not throw it over your back. You ought to embrace it. Now notice, if you would please, I read for you chapter number 14 of the book of Acts. Let me read you verse 22. Paul said, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Look up here. Does anybody here want to continue in the faith? Not in church now. I'm not talking about just continue. I'm talking about continuing in the faith that once delivered to the saints. I'm talking about the faith of the word of God. The faith of the God of the word. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith in his will. Faith in his way. Faith that he'll do what he said he'd do. Do you want to continue in that? Or do you want to be a wishy-washy, up and down, in and out, absolutely useless person for the cause of Christ? Because if you want to continue in the faith, we'll read the rest of the verse. You want to continue in the faith? Then why in the world should we be surprised when we have to go through much tribulation to enter into the kingdom of God? We expect just a flowery bit of ease. We expect... Ice cream and cocoa every night. We, we don't expect tribulation. 
If we expect tribulation, we'd stay home. About the only tribulation we go through is when we miss part of the ranger game at church. God, that's a terrible thing to have to do. Be a blessing, Mr. Cowboy, but now the rangers, that's something else. Come on now, come on. And you know this is God's truth. Man, I am going to be so embarrassed when I stand at the judgment seat of Christ and the Apostle Paul walks by. Some of the Mickey Mouse excuses I've used to, to, to falter and to, to be discouraged and to cry in my, uh, thought you were going to say beer, didn't you? Root beer. Just go over to Acts chapter 20, would you please? Oh, Paul was a keep it going kind of guy. Paul had no quit in him. Now, can I help you a little bit? Verse 22 says, Behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Save that the Holy Ghost witness in every city, where Paul stopped, the Holy Spirit of God had moved somebody to tell Paul that bonds and afflictions abide me. I don't know if I'd gone to Jerusalem or not, to tell you the truth. Would you? If you thought it was dangerous for you to go to Jerusalem, would you have gone? Don't shake your head now. Some of us have problems getting to church, let alone Jerusalem. Notice what Paul said. Everywhere I've been, somebody signified by the Holy Ghost that when I get to Jerusalem, bonds and afflictions are going to wake me there. That's what Paul said, but none of these things move me. Neither can I let my life dear unto myself. That I might finish my course with joy. Wow. I think he's a keep it going kind of guy, don't you? Now, go over to 2 Corinthians, if you would, please. 2 Corinthians, chapter 11. And you say, well, preacher, we're not going very fast tonight. Well, we're going fast enough, about half of us, man. Look at 2 Corinthians, chapter 11. How to keep going when you can't go on. If we're going to study somebody's life that knows how to keep going, don't you think we ought to study somebody that kept going? Now, I've written my Bible right above right above here. Where would I have quit? Let's begin reading with verse 23. Paul said, in defending his apostleship, he said, are they ministers of Christ 
You say, who are they talking about? Verse 13, the false prophets and false evangelists and false apostles who transformed themselves and the apostles of Christ. But no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel light. Therefore, is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So everything that cares the Bible on television, don't follow. And Paul said, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths off. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. That's 195 lashes across the back with a cat of nine tails. Which one of those whippings would you stop at? What has put a kink in your tail? What has made you to slow down and say, I've had it. Nobody cares. Which one of those stripes would you have quit on? Be honest if we read on. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Now here's a guy that didn't quit the first time somebody said, I don't like the way you comb your hair. Or you got my parking place in the parking lot. Or 10% is just too much for you to demand. Once I was stoned, and that don't mean like some of you are getting stoned. The worst kind of loser in the world. If you drink booze, don't tell anybody you're a member of our church. The sorriest kind of sorry. So tell somebody I go to Joshua Baptist Church and let them see you drinking hooch. Now, if you want to get on my bad side, I find out you're drinking hooch, you'll not be able to clean a toilet around here. I don't care whether you like that or not. You say, who'll clean them? If I don't, I will. At least they won't be free from hooch. Hoochie coochie. Thrice I suffered shipwreck a night and a day, having been in the deep. In journeys off, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in perils of the city. I wonder which one of them perils we'd have quit under. I wonder just where we would have got discouraged. Call the preacher and said, preacher, I'll tell you, it just seems like every time I try it, it just gets worse. And I'm not making any headway. I think I'll just quit for a while. In perils of the wilderness, in perils of the sea, in perils among the false brethren. Preacher, nobody's listening, so why? I think I'll just... In weariness, in painfulness, 
and watchings, in hunger, in thirst, in fastings often, in cold and in nakedness. Besides all these, I got to write you folks over at Corinth, you bunch of babies. And I got to try to take care of that church where you both, where your folks are whining and complaining one another and you women are running around trying to take over the church. Besides all of that, I got to take care of all you baby churches. I wonder where my problem is. I need what Paul had. Don't look at me like that. You ain't got it. I mean, you ain't even close to getting it. We're not even close to that, folks. See, some of you got a bad spirit right now because I'm preaching this. What a silly, silly thing to do. To get mad at the man of God. To encourage you to keep on keeping on. Hang on. The one that delivered Paul will deliver us. He has been doing it for years. He will do it and continue to do it. How do you keep going when you just feel like you don't want to go on? Well, that's the introduction. We'll finish the rest of it next week. Amen. Does it ever bother you to see so many folks quitting? On so many things. The easiest thing in the world to do. Is to quit. Anybody. Can quit. And you have not failed. Until you quit. Don't ever forget that. You are not a failure. Until you quit. You can't whoop a guy. If he won't quit. You may kill him. But you better not turn your head or miss one shot. Because he'll get you. Because he don't know how to quit. Amen. Amen. And there's one thing I do not want my kids to see me do. Quit. No, sir. Next week. And by the way, read the verses. Read chapter number four of 2 Corinthians. And you'll see the Apostle Paul, after all of the hardships and difficulties and floggings and beatings and prison and shipwreck and stonings, (laughs) Paul said, listen to this. I mean, the guy's a crazy guy. I mean, I tell you. For our light affliction. (laughs) Yeah, that's verse 17. I wonder if we were beaten with rods, thrown into prison, stuck in the stocks. 
with our backs lacerated. I wonder if we would have called that a light affliction. It's how you look at it. It's who you got in the affliction with you. Of course now Paul didn't run around looking like this. Wanting everybody to feel sorry for him. He wasn't running around trying to get everybody on his side. Because there's only one side and that's his side, not my side. And next week we'll we'll discover how, how you can do that. Notice he said, for, in verse 17, I close, for our light affliction, which is but for a, what? Moment. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we not while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are what? Temporal. But the things which are not seen are what? I wonder right now where we sit. Are we focused on temporal things or eternal things? What's making us want to quit the eternal or the temporal? The flesh or the spirit? The vessel or the treasure that's in the vessel? Us or him? By their works, the Bible said, you shall know them. Paul said, I bear the death of Christ in my body continually that you might see the life of Christ in me. Don't quit. Tomorrow will just bring another problem, probably worse than you got today. <laughs> now, when I bear on prayer, I'm going to run. That way, if you want to throw your Bible at me, you can do it on the run. 